Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. Today we're going to talk about why color is crucial in your life, and why it's really, really, I believe, elementally important to know about color so that you can use it to your advantage, so that you can take uh, symbols and things that are showing up in your life and uh, become more aware and more mindful of the amazing and powerful effects of color on your mind and body. Uh, my experience with color, uh, probably professionally, goes back 30 years uh, since I really got into complementary and alternative medicine, which is, of course, uh, the intersection of uh, traditional scientific medicine with um, aspects of spiritual and emotional healing. So um, that's been my professional experience for 30 years. But personally, I've been interested in it probably my entire life. Uh, I grew up in a Roman Catholic, uh, pretty devout family atmosphere. My mother was devoutly uh, Roman Catholic, so we were there all the time. I mean, you know, all the time, all the time, all the time at Mass. And I remember as a young girl, even maybe right when a child starts to even talk and and your brain really starts working and you get really verbal, three, four, I remember sitting there and looking up at the color cues through the liturgy of the year because in high churches like the Roman Catholic Church, there are signals, color signals for the time of the year. For an example, the priest wears purple and the altar is covered with purple during Advent, you know, before Christmas. That's six weeks before Christmas. Now you can choose blue too. Red was Pentecost. Uh, when the priests wore white, that was Easter time. And green was the ordinary time of year, meaning through after Easter, through the summer, into the fall. So you would know, well, that's just the ordinary time of year during the church. There weren't any special holidays. And we were also cued by uh, black and white. The nuns wore black back then and white, and so did the monks. So did the priests. And the uh, priests were the only ones, of course, that wore any color to designate the time of year it was and, and what we should have been focusing on as a congregation. So as a child growing up, it was like, wow, this is really interesting that nonverbally they are coding us from the time that a child's born in that particular faith to where you are in the cycle of the, of the church year, in the cycle of your faith. So I thought that was interesting growing up, and, um, and I was always a person that loved, my personality was big, loved to wear bright colors. And um, then fast forward, I, uh, after I got out of Emory, and uh, I think right before I went to Columbia, I was, uh, I had a Taoist monk that I was studying with to learn uh, other things about symbolism and images. Then I was studying with a Buddhist, a Buddhist monk, and it was interesting how integral color also is in all of these faiths, and universally. So that fascinated me, and how they use color for healing. Uh, and then subsequently, I... Uh, did training, uh, medical training, uh, and I also did spiritual training for many years. And I facilitated groups, cardiovascular rehab groups, pulmonary groups, cancer groups, hospice groups of people. And then I started playing kind of and experimenting with um, asking as part of the intake, what is your favorite color? 
Um, and what is the color that really rubs you the wrong way? And I would start asking this and I would see trends in certain personality types and even certain diseases, you know, cancers or heart disease, that they would lie in certain areas, whether it was blue or green or orange or red. Or, and, um, and then I was fascinated by people that maybe had pretty severe diseases that maybe didn't even know that they ever had a favorite color. They never even went deep enough, bless their hearts, because they had suffered so much or had so much damage, they had never even thought of a color. So it was my uh, training through the kaleidoscope of colors was fascinating, whether it was uh, through monks, through 30 years of different healers all over the world, physicians, and then researchers at, at illustrious institutions like MIT, Harvard, um, different places. Uh, very, very interesting, the research on color. So today, I wanted to go through, uh, really, I think, three basic parts. One is, what do colors mean globally, historically, and now? What do they mean? Then I would love to go through uh, the chakras and talk about uh, the chakras and what they mean as far as healing. Uh, and that's a, a ancient color-coded uh, way that we look at spirituality. And then I would like to give you some tips, maybe, some tips that have been acquired by other experts and by myself uh, through through all of my many, many, many years of experience in colors. So um, I wanted to start off with why color is crucial to your life. Why is it? It's because color plays a vital role in the world we live in. It sways your thinking. It changes your actions. It causes you to react. It can irritate or soothe your eyes. It can raise your blood pressure, change your heart rate, and it can even suppress your appetite. You may have never realized the effect that colors have on human physiology, your behavior, and your mood. Every color you see makes in, and can make you feel in a different way. And again, if you have uh, older people you're taking care of, if you still have children in the house, this is really cool information for you to know. 89% of the time colors influence your decisions. Isn't that amazing? Almost 90% of your life is influenced by color in your decision making. And it's the primary re reason we buy certain products. Well-established companies such as McDonald's, Nike, ESPN, intelligently select colors to improve the success rates of their company. It has a significant impact on their brand and how it's viewed by customers. I have had the privilege myself of working with major, major Fortune uh, 100 companies, Fortune 500 companies in their marketing and marketing to women in stress and all kinds of things, whether it's been anything from Febreze to McDonald's Foods to um, Electronic Arts and Microsoft to computers. And in each one of them, color is so amazing. That's a whole fun, I'll, I'll never forget my years of working with them. So much fun. So exciting to learn all these things. So why are colors a catalyst for your mental and physical health and behavior? Our emotional connection to color is a lot deeper than we actually currently are aware of. We're often unconsciously intimidated by black uniforms. Think about police officers or, or people doing different... Look at me growing up uh, with nuns and priests, terrified. I mean, and great, great respect, but ooh. Creativity is commonly sparked in green rooms wherein red inspires confidence and empowerment. Um, the power of color influences the way we think, the way we feel, the way we behave, and 
primarily how our brains have evolved to respond to them unconsciously from our appetite, everything from our appetite to um, the productivity we have. So what does science reveal about the effects that colors have on the brain? Colors have a symbiotic relationship with energy and matter. Isn't that cool? And again, at these labs, MIT and other ones, they actually study the effect of color on energetic levels. Very cool. Very cool. Every color has a different energy. Frequency and wavelength. Wavelength. That's why colors can ramify your mood so much. Colors directly target the autonomic nervous system, your autonomic nervous system, that functions and operates under involuntary and subconscious control. Okay, so you don't even know that your body is doing what it's doing. The autonomic nervous system regulates your heart muscles, your heart rate, your breathing, the smooth muscles in your body, all your internal organs, your glands, your blood pressure through either the sympathetic nervous system or the parasympathetic nervous system. But your sympathetic nervous system is what mobilizes your body during activity in extreme conditions. And the parasympathetic nervous system performs to conserve the body's energy. Therefore, the autonomic nervous system must work to keep the body's blood pressure, contraction and dilation of all your blood vessels, temperature, your equilibrium, sweating, your GI tract, your gastrointestinal tract imbalance. Isn't this interesting? And color affects your autonomic nervous system. So this is so cool. So colors can have an effect on your autonomic nervous system. As certain wavelengths, each color has different wavelengths. As wavelengths of colors create immense electrical impulses that activate photoreceptors in your body. When a certain color is visualized, even visualized, not even seen, the photoreceptors in your eyes relay the message which is directly sent to and identified by the retino hippothalamic tract, okay, that's a long one, that leads directly from the retina, can you believe this, direct highway to your hypothalamus, so cool. While it's very small, the hypothalamus, which is influenced by color, plays a crucial role in many of the important functions, including releasing your hormones in your body, maintaining daily physiological cycles, your circadian rhythm, for God's sakes, which controls your body and regulates you, controls your appetite, manages your sexual behavior, regulates your emotional responses, even regulates your body temperature. The hypothalamus sends neurons to your beautiful spinal cord in the thora, in the thoracolumbar region that fires neurons to that sympathetic trunk in your body. These neurons initiate blood vessels to either constrict, okay, constrict, make them smaller, or dilate, make them bigger. Vasoconstriction and vasodilation leads to either an increase or decrease in your heart rate. An increase in your heart rate will activate sweat glands and can stimulate sweating depending on the color that you visualized. Isn't this cool? I'm telling you, I love this stuff. Do colors have enough power, the next question, to influence our actions and physiology? Colors can influence your decisions on your judgment and affect your mood because colors activate the hypothalamus. And each color focuses on these things. For an example, blue is the world's favorite color. It's the color that appears in nature. It's the color of the sky, of the ocean. Blue sends out signals of loyalty and dependability, honesty and trustworthy. How could you not depend on the sky? How could you not trust the sky? How can it not be loyal when it's shown up mostly every day in our lives? 
it's a great color to wear to show that you're an expert in your field. You're calm. You're in control. You know what you're doing. Blue is also the color of relaxation. It activates the interior component of your hypothalamus, and it's in control of your autonomic nervous system, okay? That has a calming effect on your body, resulting in contracting blood vessels, decreasing blood vessels, uh, flow, and heart rate, okay? It it act, that's your parasympathetic, okay? So that actually, it, it does both. The, the autonomic and parasympathetic because the hypothalamus regulates all this. It's interesting, workers in blue offices perform better and they make 20% less errors. So blue, blue could make you feel smarter, more wise, more productive, and it actually improves cognitive performance because it activates the parasympathetic division of your autonomic nervous system. It's therefore a great color to paint your walls to produce and inspire productivity. Red, how does that color impact you? Well, red is the color of passion, courage, strength, but it can also be the color of aggression and strain. Red's the most powerful and strongest color. Many people link red, think of it, fire alarms, emergencies, warning signs, and on a physiological level, when you see red, it increases your pulse rate as it prompts the posterior, the back region of your hypothalamus, which gets that nervous system going in. It causes dilation of the blood vessels and increase in your heart rate. Blood pressure has more blood needed for your cardiac and smooth muscles during activities and emergency conditions. Isn't that interesting? And funnily, red also works as an appetite stimulant. So if you're eating this weekend at a party and you see a red plate, you'll want to eat more. A lot of fast food restaurant, restaurants embrace red as their campaign logo because it recalls attention, remembering words, remembering a taste at that restaurant. Isn't that cool? Gray and green have the opposite effect of red. Okay, they're a passive color. Gray is a passive low energy color. And gray is not a great thing to have if you want abundance, okay? But green presents harmony, rest, balance, so think of the grass. Think of being outside. Yeah, rest, harmony, that smell of grass. It has an anesthetizing effect on the body, and it's also sleep-inducing. And purple is, of course, the color of wealth, luxury, and royalty. It makes things appear more expensive. Like blue and green, gray stimulates the interior of the hypothalamus and gets that nervous system, yes, it has a sedating effect on the body. It lowers your blood pressure. That's why lavender is, is a light shade of purple. It's the color of the universe that brings feelings of spirituality, awareness, contemplation, calm. Lavender, throughout, it elicits an emotional response, a toned-down response. But then orange is a very energetic color to the hypothalamus. Sports teams, companies that have logos and uniforms and orange, wow, abundance, success, high energy. Orange is an uplifting color. It has stimulating effects on the body and the sympathetic nervous system. From a psychological standpoint, colors have a universal effect and meaning on individuals that develop common emotional and physiological responses. Okay, it's a powerful form of, of communication. Think about it. Red means stop. Green means go. Traffic lights are universal. Likewise, colors used for a product, a website, a business card, or a logo 
cause powerful reaction. Colors matter. People see color before they absorb anything else. A word, a shape, they look at, we look at colors. Many of the most recognizable brands in the world rely on color as a key factor. Instant recognition. And that's why it matters. Research is reinforced 60% of the time. People will decide what they're attracted to or not by a message based on color alone. Color increases a company's brand recognition by 80%. So stop. Ask yourself. Ask yourself the question, what is your favorite color? What colors do you have around? Have you thought about these things? What are your children's favorite colors? Your best friend? What car, color car are you driving? Why? Don't just do it. Think of it mindfully, okay? It's really, really, really important. And so next, second, I want to talk about the meanings, some meanings of colors. And again, we're just going to touch base on this a little bit, okay? Red is the color of extremes. It's the color of passion, of love, seduction, violence, danger, anger, and adventure. And remember, our prehistoric ancestors saw red as the color of fire and blood, energy, okay? They saw it as primal life force. And most reds symbolized today arise from associations in the past. Think about it. Of course, red was regal, but it was also if you were in a fight or a battle or your child was sick or something happened, red got your attention immediately. It was blood. Something was wrong. And red is also a magical religious color. It symbolizes superhuman heroism all throughout history. And remember, Christian crucifixion is symbolized as red. Red was almost as rare as expensive as purple in the ancient days. So, global meanings of red. Red's one of the top two favorite colors of all people on the globe. Red is the most popular color used on flags in the world. Can you believe this? Almost 80% of all flags in the world have red on them. And red is the international color for stop. It's interesting, though. Red districts that sell sex and pornography in every European country are called, quote, red districts. That's kind of interesting. The history of languages revealed that red is the first color after black and white in all languages that ever existed. Pretty cool. Unique meanings of red in different cultures. Uh, red's good luck in Chinese and in Asia. And most children in Japan don't draw the sun as yellow. They draw it as a red. So red is an auspicious color for marriage for brides in India, Nepal, Japan. So it's very interesting how our cultures look at red. And red affects your vision. It captures attention. It's one of the most visible colors, second only to yellow, which explains why fire engines and stop signs and everything have the red and the yellow, but especially red. Yellow focuses behind the retina, which forces the lens to grow and convert. It pulls the retina forward. Isn't that cool? Just think about this. That's a pretty cool physiological response. Your eyes see red, and it actually behind the retina, which forces the lens that grows more convex and it pulls it forward. God, is that like, are we a miracle? We are walking miracles. Therefore, we perceive, perceive that red areas are moving forward. And that may explain why red captures your attention right away. So that's pretty cool. Orange. Let's go to orange. Orange, the meaning of orange. Orange is vibrant. It's hot, healthy, fruity, engaging but it can be abrasive and crass. It's a polarizing color. People on tests either show they love it or they detest it. 
Orange symbolizes energy, vitality, cheer, excitement, adventure, warm and good health. But remember, pure orange can be brass. However, however, it may suggest a lack of intellectual values and bad taste in a lot of cultures. So global meaning for oranges are orange evokes the t uh, taste of healthy fruits and vegetables. And it's symbolic of autumn. And it's funny that children all over the world globally are immediately drawn to orange. Isn't that interesting? And orange is the color of life rafts, hazard cones, and high-visity police vests. Isn't that interesting? Uh, orange is the color and, uh, of the royal family. Orange is the color of prison uniforms. And orange, which is saffron, is a sacred and auspicious color in Hinduism. So it's very, very, very cool color. So next, yellow. Yellow is the most luminous of all colors in the spectrum. It's the color that captures our attention. Isn't this interesting? More than any other color. So uh, yellow, the global uh, similarities are significant. In almost every culture, yellow represents sunshine, happiness, warmth. Yellow is the color most associated with the deity in most religions. Yellow is the color of traffic lights and signals indicating, uh-oh, caution. And in Japan, yellow often represents courage. Courage. And yellow affects your vision. Yellow is the most visible color in the spectrum. The human eye processes yellow first. This explains why it's used for cautionary signs in emergency vehicles. Very, very, very cool. Next, green. Green is no longer just a color. It's also the symbol of ecology, and green is a verb. We have mindful green living on the Mindful Living Network. So green. I'm going green. It's different. Global meanings of green. Green is universally associated with nature. Green symbolizes ecology and the environment. Traffic lights are green. I thought this was pretty cool. All over the world. Isn't that interesting that it's green all over the world? I thought that was interesting. And next is blue. Blue, the meaning of blue. Blue is our favorite color of all people. It's nature's color for the water, the sky. But of course, it's very rare in fruits and vegetables. Today, blue is embraced as the color of heaven and authority and corporate logos. It's cold, it's wet, and slow. Think of it, blue. As compared to red's warmth, fiery intensity. Blue has more complex and contradicting meanings, meanings than any other color. Dark blue means trust, dignity, intelligence, authority. Look at all the world meetings going on with Ukraine and everything around the world to, to wear navy blue. And, and statesmen and dignitaries, blue, presidents wear dark blue. Bright blue means cleanliness, strength, dependability. Light blue means peace and serenity, ethereal, sacred. Blue's global similarities are significant. Blue's the number one color of all people. And 53% of flags in the world contain blue. Blue is the most commonly used color in corporate identity which I also thought was interesting. And last but not least, let's touch on purple. Purple is a rarity in nature, and the expense of creating color has given purple a supernatural aura for centuries. Purple also is the most powerful wavelength, wavelength of the rainbow, and it's a color 
with a powerful history that evolved over time. In fact, the origins of the symbolism of purple are more significant and interesting than any other color. As civilizations developed, so did clothing and colored dyes. The earliest purple dyes date back to almost 2,000 B.C. And the reason is it took 12,000 shellfish, 12,000 shellfish, to exact 1.5 grams of pure purple dye, barely enough to dye one single garment. So it's no wonder then that the color was used for garments for emperors, privileged individuals, holy people that were in your community. Very rare did you wear purple. Today, science has revealed more about purple than our ancestors ever revealed. Purple's the most powerful, visible wavelength and electromagnetic energy. Isn't that cool? It's just a few steps from X-rays and gamma rays. Perhaps this explains why purple is associated with supernatural energy and the cosmos with the physical energy that we know. Taking all aspects of purple's past and present into consideration, purple symbolizes magic, mystery, spirituality, the subconscious creativity, dignity, and most of all, royalty. And it evokes all those meanings which so gives purple the color that evokes more meaning and majesty than any other color. Purple. Purple. Think of the people that you know and love that love purple. So next, we're going to shift gears, and we're going to talk about the chakras. I happen to be a Reiki master and have worked, again, with Taoist monks and healers and Buddhist monks and healers and Sufi and all kinds and lived with Native American tribes um, across the country and up in the Arctic Circle and very, very blessed. Every single one used colors as far as healing. So I've been um, fascinated in learning about chakras most of my life. And as a matter of fact, when I wake up in the morning, I go through my body at a gratitude exercise. Start at the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, scan it and thank, thank the divine, the holy one, higher self, God, for my brain. I thank my brain, my eyes, my nose, go down to my lungs. So anyway, I do the gratitude through every single organ of my body. Then the next thing I do is spin my chakras, which... Uh, traditionally, historically, physiologically, we believe are the seven energy centers of the body, which I'll explain in a second. So then I do. I start with red, orange, go through yellow, green, blue, purple, white. Anyway, I'll explain this. Go through and make sure they're spinning, they're balanced. Then I take deep breaths. Then I pray and meditate. So it's starting the day out totally mindfully. And also, once you do this for years and years, you can, um, when you Go through the chakras. You can feel if one's weak or asking for help or you start getting sick. It's very interesting practice. So anyway, and if you hear other people talking about it, I'm going to give you a quick overview so you know what they're talking about. Understanding the uh, ancient chakra energy system has been a powerful source of healing for me throughout the years. Uh, its goal for mental and physical health is keeping your chakras in balance. Now, this goes back. The chakra system goes back and originated in India oh gosh, uh, 2,000 years ago in the Vedas, the Upanishads, and it's been passed down through the Indo-European culture for thousands of years. And the chakra system was initially uh, introduced in the Eastern philosophy, but now it's been incorporated into alternative and complementary medicine in the United States and all over the world. So what is a chakra? Uh, the word itself is defined as a spinning disc, think of that, or a wheel. And a chakra 
in the human body or on the human body is a spinning disc or a wheel of energy that runs along your spine. So I want you to start from your pelvis up to the top of your head. There are seven main chakras in the spine, and each one is connected to the health and physical body and mind and well-being of you. Chakra means wheel or vortex. So these energy centers move through your body. So when you're healthy and happy, these seven chakras are in balance. Okay, they're spinning, they have colors. This is what the belief system is. And when your chakras are out of balance and low in energy, or you're sick or have some disease, when, you, you know, when you're stressed or suffering from a chronic condition, the chakras slow down and they change and get weak in color. Okay, and there are, uh, and I've actually been to these people that can read chakras and look through. Now, these are people that have studied this and done this practice for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. They can, I believe this too, because they've been too accurate. I've actually seen them look at auras and look at chakras and be able to diagnose whether it's been tumors, heart disease, unbelievable stuff that have mystified me. So that's a whole nother story, but it's fascinating. Um, and as my husband said, who's a hardcore scientist and my daughter, just because they don't know the science behind this, as my husband always says. He respects that there is a science behind it, just because it's not Western medicine as he was trained. So anyway, learning the power of the seven chakras. Okay, let's go. Chakra one is your base chakra. Okay, it's at your pelvis. It connects you to earth energy or powerful grounding energy. The root chakra is located at the, located at the base of your spine. And it effect, it's affected by your self-esteem, security, along with basic issues of life. The chakra is your, this chakra embodies your legs, your feet, your hips, your spine, don't forget, and your immune system. So what I do when I do my base chakra red, um, you know, I had a very struggling childhood, very afflictive. So I still um, have to constantly make sure that I'm rooted and grounded uh, in that base, in my pelvis, in that red chakra. And if I'm not that day, I may wear a red blouse, a scarf. I may put on a ruby ring. Um, whatever I do, I make sure that I am reminded that day to keep red because I'm off balance. And if my base is just like the foundation of a house, if my foundation, which is red, which is my primal issues of my family, is off balance, then it's going to make everything else off balance. So that's red chakra one your hips. Chakra two is color orange. That's called your sacral chakra. And um, that's located in your lower abdomen, about two inches below your navel. And this is where creativity, sexuality, power, morality, it embodies your sexual organs, your kidneys, your GI tract, and um, your adrenal glands. So when I'm writing a book, another book or an outline or I'm getting ready for a big interview with a med uh, large media house or whatever I'm doing. Um, if I want creativity uh, or if I'm having some GI things, I will focus that day on orange. I'll wear an orange sweater. I'll wear um, this opal ring I have that's orange. I mean, I'm very, very clear that I'm out on that particular thing. And, and again, I focus on that particular chakra. And if I'm at a red light during the day eating lunch, I will keep you know thinking of orange and moving it around. So that's two. Chakra three, it colors yellow. That's your solar plexus. That's power, self-esteem, and ego. Your solar plexus chakra is located right where your belly button is, above it, right there in your belly. And it's associated with sensitivity, fears, and secrets. Uh, this embodies your umbilicus, your upper abdomen, and your GI tract. Okay. 
um, chakra four, I deal with women a lot in that because they've relinquished their power or never had it as being a little girl growing up in a culture. So that's a huge chakra for women, chakra three. And that's uh, orange. Next is green. That's your heart chakra, chakra four. And that's your emotional, passionate love. But also emotional wounds are present in this chakra. It's your heart chakra. It's your chest area. It governs your heart circulatory system, breast, your lungs. Um, I've had heart problems in the last year and absolutely know it's from the isolation of the pandemic, my heart, a couple issues, emotional issues. So I have been wearing green, laying out in the green grass, uh, making sure I keep lots of greenery, fresh cut greenery in my kitchen, green, wearing my emerald ring. So trying to remember about, you know, my heart going back, energy, keep it moving. The fifth chakra is blue, and that's self-expression and power. And your um, that is your throat chakra, okay? Problems when you don't speak the truth, your truth, or you stuff your emotions. Again, with women, do a whole lot of work on this chakra. The chakra is over your throat, your throat, your mouth, your teeth, your gums, your thyroid. So um, blue, beautiful, gorgeous blue. Think of that. Speak the truth. Speak your truth. The sixth chakra is your third eye. And your third eye is wisdom, spiritual center. So in a lot of images or whatever, you may see Jesus, you may see the Buddha, you may see other images of the divine with a third eye uh, color over it. Uh, This is your connection to insight, wisdom, guidance, intuition. It's the center of your forehead. It's called your third eye. And it connects to your brain, your eyes, your ears, your nose, and your neurological system. And last but not least is your crown chakra, white or gold. And that's the connection to your divine center, to to God, to your higher self. This is your divine source. This chakra is your opening to universal energy that flows into your lower chakras, okay? This flows into your lower six, six chakras. This chakra connects you from the top of your brain through your ears, down to your pelvis, okay? And if you think about it, remember old pictures. Do you remember pictures of um, Jesus, of saints, of holy gurus, whether, no matter what religion, that um, they were all, think about this, they were all, um, had halos. Well, that was that chakra. That was that halo chakra, that seven chakra, the connection. So even in Christianity, we, we took it. Even in Islam, I mean, all religions, we see that halo. That's the crown chakra. That's the seventh chakra. Pretty cool. Um, anyway, so quickly, um, now, I'm gonna, now I'm at the tip section, okay? So, because we don't want to leave without giving you some tips, of course. Um, color is a language that affects your mind, body, and soul, Okay. Let's go back to it affects your autonomic nervous system, your heart rate. I mean, everything in your hypothalamus regulates what color does to you. Color is a very powerful tool to shift your life, okay? So I like to use my little ACE formula, awareness, choice, and energy. So become aware of the colors that surround you and aspects of your daily life. So let's, and please, write down your observations. So if you have a little pencil, write this down. Number one, clothing. What colors do you like to wear? Okay. Now it happens to be spring. Get something new. Think of the colors that we just went through. What do you need? Do you need calm, peaceful blue? 
or green? Or do you need to get you some red and orange and energy and power? What do you need this spring? What do you need? What do you need? Well, how will you speak your truth, your being? Okay? And you may want to go through your chakras, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay? Those four, seven basic colors and ask what you need, what color you need to be wearing. Next is in your home. Go through each room in your house, please. Do you love the colors in each room? Why have you used these colors? And again, you don't have to be hire an expensive decorator. Just go to Walmart, Costco, wherever you want to go. Go online to Amazon. Order yourself. Do you need blue? Do you need peace? Do you need a little yellow, bright yellow, or pale yellow? Do you need peace or energy? What do you need in your life now? Get some throw pillows. Get a rug. Get a little throw. You can do things that aren't really, really, really expensive in your home that'll bring about color. Get some artificial flowers that are bright yellow, bright red, or maybe you need them peaceful blue or lavender or purple. Go to your office. What colors surround you at work? This is really important. Green, we know. Yellow, create productivity and calmness, okay? If you need energy in the morning, maybe get a little orange in there. A painting, a chair, pillows, all of these make a dramatic difference. Your screen, your home screen on your computer. Don't forget your garden and your yard. What colors are your garden and yard? Now, this time of year when I plant, I seriously go, do I pink or, or do I need some soft pinks and lavenders this year? Or do I need some marigold yellow and some red? What do you need this year for you? You know, did you choose your plant colors or did you inherit a color scheme? Don't let your landscaper just paint a color. How do you feel about them? What do you need to be reminded of? Next is your body. What colors are you using on your fingernails and your toes? Why not try some new bright colors on your toes to show off your new sandals? Or how about some calming colors that, that you sit there and, and when you're driving and you have lavender on your nails or soft pink? Or you may need bright orange or red. Where are you? What do you need? And then spiritual practices. For many of us, we use colors to enhance spiritual practices. I have all seven chakras. I have in, um, I have them in scarves. So I have stacked of them, all seven chakras, by my meditation bench. And so I put on whatever I feel I need that day. So, um, and I have different color beads. I have purple, red, yellow. And so I use what, when I do that spinning in the morning, all seven chakras while I'm still lying in bed, I may need yellow. I may need orange creativity. I may need to be grounded because my issues are coming up that day. Or I may need to just be spiritual and peaceful that day. So get it? Be aware. That's awareness, eh? Next, choice. How did that color work for you? Okay, take a risk. Did it not feel good after you did it? After you bought that orange scarf and wore it for a while? Make a change and see how your mood changes. See how your physiology, does your blood pressure go up? Heart rate go down. E is energy. A-C-E, awareness, choice, energy. Do you feel energized? Do you feel happy? Do you feel flat? Do you feel peaceful? How do you feel? How do you feel? So, we've talked a lot about color. God, I love color. I've got books and books I read on energy and vibrational frequencies and all the miracles we're finding out about colors. But before we leave, I want to tell you, I had two patients that I'll never forget. Um, Ilone and Grace were two of them. And one was dying, and the, her doctor called me and said, Ilone's dying. So I went to the hospital, and she was, and I was... She had uh, lung disease. So anyway, I was holding her, loving her, and I remembered she loved orange. 
So I left her, went to Walmart, which was close, and I bought an orange uh, blanket for her bed. I bought an orange little um, pair of slippers. I bought an orange sunflower poster, put it on the wall. So I go back to the hospital and put all this stuff in her room because I thought, my God, she's dying. She's going to die surrounded with her favorite color, orange. So I put the orange all around. Okay, love her, love her. She smiled, laughed, and said, I'm in orange heaven. So this goes on, and I say a prayer with her, kiss her, and love her, and left, and two days later, the doctor called me. I'll never forget this as long as I love a beautiful Indian doctor, young woman. And she says, Dr. Hall, she said, uh, I've got to talk to you. Uh, and she said, uh, Miss Ilone has taken a complete turn. And I said, I know, I'm so grateful that she got her orange before she went to the other side and died. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. No, we've taken her off everything. We took the IVs out. And she's sitting up in her bed eating. What? I said, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. Within 24 hours, she's completely changed. I may have to send her home in a couple of days. So I race up to the hospital in Gainesville, Georgia, and I go up there, go into the room, and here she is, put her teeth back in. I love this woman. So country, so adorable, so perfect. I adore her. And there she is, ready to go home. She has her orange shoes on. So, of course, I went back to Walmart and got orange tennis shoes because I figured this chick's going to leave. Buy her some orange tennis shoes, came back, put them on her. Do you know that that woman lived one year longer? So, I'm not saying that that's what happened. All I'm saying is we don't know. And the same thing happened with Grace with Purple. Here's my girlfriend. And again, she had horrible COPD, pulmonary disease, lived off papoose oxygen, carrying her little oxygen around with her, couldn't breathe. So she's literally suffocating. So I go up again to another hospital, see her, love her, kiss her. We've been together for God 15 years. Purple's her color. I leave. Now this time, she's so bad, I go home and grab everything I have purple. A shawl. Uh, you name it. Beads, stuff on the wall, a painting I had out of the bathroom was purple. Everything I could think of purple. I put it in laundry baskets, race back to the hospital and hang it all over her all over her bedroom. Bathroom, I'm excuse me, her hospital room. It's all over, blah, blah, blah. And I said, You are going to purple heaven, my friend. I love you. I adore you. And so anyway, cried, prayed. Uh, and her husband was there, David. Uh, just beautiful. It was just beautiful. It was purple heaven. And remember, that's your third eye, your spiritual chakra. So I was like, this is just amazing. Same thing. Three days later, I go up to see her and I say, I can't believe she's still alive, David. Here she is sitting up in bed eating pudding and she had just eaten her little meatloaf. And she, do you know that she lived two, two and a half years longer? So again, I don't know what's going on. All I know is I try these things and I play with them and I experiment with them because I'm a scientist. My husband happens to be a physician and scientist. My daughter happens to be a physician and scientist. We live around scientists. Some of my best friends work at the um, CDC and around the world. And I also know that I've lived with Aboriginal people, tribes. I've lived with spiritual holy people that were Buddhist, Taoist, you name it, Sufi. And I know that they're, as my husband would say, there are other sciences that he just doesn't know about, and me too, because he has spent his life in that particular field of science. So anyway, I had fun today because we talked about color. So why color is crucial in your life? I hope you are thinking and going to go out and do something. Buy yourself some uh, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. Buy yourself some little red slippers and, and crack your heels and 
fly off into who you really are. So just remember, we have a great newsletter, Mindful Living Network. Please go and get our newsletter. It's wonderful. We're sending one out this afternoon, as a matter of fact. Uh, or contact me. Just click contact me and write me a note, and I will get back to you immediately. If you have an idea for a show, you want to do something with us, anything, let me know. And remember, right under Mindful Living Network is our promise. We are one people. We are one planet. And we believe in one future for all of us. It's our world. Let's hold our hearts and hands and heal ourselves in our world. Please share us with friends, family, and community, your community. Let's do this together. Okay? And uh, you go to our meditation room. I mean, it's fabulous. You can do a guided imagery. Or if you just want to go to Mount Fuji and meditate on those beautiful cherry blossoms for a few minutes or watch clouds move by or go into the woods and watch a mountain brook or sit in the middle of a snowstorm. We have amazing, amazing experiences that you can sit and listen and just relax for a few, just for a few minutes, three minutes or so, five minutes. And we have our Mindful Living Network app that gives you a little inspirational saying every day. It's got stress tips in the meditation room is also in our app. So you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So thanks for today. Thank you for today. And as we part, uh, please, there are so many miracles in this life. Don't miss one, whether it's the breath you're breathing in right now, whether it's that red, beautiful, perfect blood flowing through your body. Uh, Please, uh, color was, is a gift. It's a divine gift. And I hope every second, every second of your blessed life that you surround yourself with it and know uh, what a miracle and what a gift it is to each of us. So, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It.